Hello and welcome back to the Home and Away Days podcast, season one, episode six. Uh, very special treat for you all today because we've kind of found ourselves a new permanent member in Neil. Uh, Neil's going to be joined. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an insult to start the podcast. What do you mean, how's that an insult? He's like, oh, he's not, he's not a permanent member. Oh, God. My fucking podcast. <laughs> I, I was me saying he's a permanent member in any way an insult unless the podcast is shit. This hasn't been discussed. <laughs> You've pretty much discussed it with yourself and insisted. My fucking podcast. Carry on. <laughs> so we've uh, we found a fun fun little role for Neil, which we're going to try out this episode. A fun little role. It is a fun little role. <sighs> you've got you've got I'm your the little fucking puppet master. Yeah, well, if you want to call it Switching that, the that can be your fun little role. That's creepy. Carry on, though, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we've also got James, who have clearly just been overlooked. Le- uh, hi there, don't uh, fuck you, don't mind me. <laughs> hi there. All right, thank you. I'll just sit here and listen to you two having a nice little date together. I mean, for viewership like numbers, that would probably for viewership. Work they out can't better. see us, they can hear us for listeners. Yeah, but it's still kind of viewership, though, isn't it? Like, you, you, yeah, you, what, listeners, you. Fans, yeah, works the same. It's it's a travesty. Well done. We've already really? fucked it up, we've and we're less than five minutes in. Brilliant. Um, so we've got quite a few games for you today. Another bumper episode, trying to catch up on uh, some of the former trips. And believe me, this only takes us to the beginning of December. So that just shows you how many games we're playing and how far behind we still are. Um, quite a, a heavy home game as uh, episode as well. Unfortunately, we've got three home games for you. Uh, we've got Blackpool at home, Exeter at home, and also Harrogate in the FA Cup. But we do get to talk a bit of away days with Stockport in the EFL Trophy, which, as Bolton fans, we love and adore. We've also got a trip to Oxford. But we're going to start things off with Blackpool. And this will see Neil. We're going to jump over to you. Tell us a bit about Blackpool. Well, yeah, for this uh, role that I've been given... <laughs> I've been given each each team that Bolton play against home or away, and I uh, do a little bit of research. And I say research, I look on Wikipedia <laughs> and, and the local newspapers to see if anything interesting is happening or has happened in those places. It was fun. I uh, ended up going down a little rabbit hole for each place. Uh, the Oxford one, uh, a typo, uh, you know, autofills, and it said oxygen. And then I started reading about oxygen for a little bit. <laughs> So if you want, I've got a couple of facts about oxygen at the end. We can save that for the uh, yeah the very end. See if we need that content. Uh yeah. So and it's easy because Britain is full of interesting little places. Everywhere you go, something has happened at some point. Um, and I thought that whenever you do go to any of these places, any of the way matches, you could bring me back a gift from those places. Oh, so I'm in negative equity cost-wise yeah, I mean, bringing you gifts as well. Yeah, fuck it. You're already in the hole. Just make the hole a little <laughs> bit bigger. Um, or I'll give you a, a thing to look at. I'll take a picture of or steal something uh, and bring it back. Uh, it may, Yeah, gifts. I like gifts. Gifts, crime and photos. If you don't, yeah, if you don't, if you can't, you know, if you just, if you if you can't drive anywhere, it's not easy, like accessible. I'll just take cash. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. I'll take coins. Got <laughs> two P's to go to the arcade machines. Uh, that'd be stupid, James. 
need more than that. Right, so yeah, Blackpool is the first one. Everybody knows Blackpool, don't they? Everybody who's been to Blackpool or lives there, they should know it. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah. Blackpool was a home, wasn't it? So you're not even going to get to bring me a gift. You can bring it. Well, gift we are going to play them twice in the upcoming weeks, so you know. Right, yeah, we'll bring me a gift then. It's whatever you want. It doesn't have it's to like be. It's like a big bit of rock, Neil. Not an edible rock, it's a rock from the. I sea. mean, that's that's what most people do when they go to Blackpool, don't they? They bring people back a little bit of Blackpool rock. So yeah, that'd be that'd be lovely. Thank uh, you. I, if we find some, Neil, I will bring you back some. Rock. Thank you. you. Get some with my name on. That'd be oh, <laughs> bonus points. Uh, or your own names, if you get Luke and James ones, I'll eat those, and we have some kind of weird... That, that sounds like a fetish to me. Yeah, you know, I'll be fulfilling something. <laughs> uh, Luke might be inside for once. Is this all you prepared? <laughs> I've, not even, I've not even got onto what I've prepared yet. No, you haven't! <laughs> I haven't. So I thought I'd go with... Uh, I like music, so I've tried to find... What, for, what the fuck was that? That was my microphone, sorry. Jesus. That was really loud. Professionalism here. Sorry, that was so loud. Um, yeah, so I like music. So I thought for each place, each team that you play against, I'll see if there's a band that I like from there. Uh, or any famous people that are from there. Famous players. Maybe even ones that have played for both teams, them and Bolton. And there's a couple. Uh, Blackpool. Uh, Robert Smith from The Cure was from there. I didn't know that. Robert Smith. I, Ooh, I, I that. love The Cure. Yeah. Uh, I never knew that. Uh, Chris Lowe from The Pet Shop Boys. He's from Blackpool. I didn't know that. Uh, also, somebody who's called Butterjack from X Factor. <laughs> I only put him in because I liked his name. Fantastic. I've no idea what he does. Uh, Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. Clara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David Thewlis. You know the fella from, uh, he's in Harry Potter, he's the werewolf man. Oh, uh, him? I can't oh, remember okay. his name. Loop? No. That's Lupin, Professor Lupin. Lupin. It is Lupin, isn't it? Right, yeah. Uh, Ricky Tomlinson, as well. Oh, he's from Blackpool. Yeah, I thought he was uh, more of a scouser, but know, Wikipedia said that, so... Dunno. Uh, and... Stop that, James. In what? It's just goes every now and then. It's just a reflex, yeah. Um, and the players, well, you've got Ian Everett. Yep, Super Ian Everett. He was there. And, uh, He's not a Bolton player, but we'll take, yeah, I get him here, yeah. manager. Yeah. Former Blackpool player. Yeah. Um, Delfonso. Delfonso. <laughs> Nathan Delfonso. 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 You've got pronounced all the letters. Trying to sound and make it sound like he's got an AFCON call upcoming. Charlie Adam. And, Charlie uh, never played. I thought I'd leave, the, leave the best to like. Yeah, he played for Bolton. Um, Blackpool. He never played for Bolton. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, he's a manager of like Ross County or something now. No, he's manager of Fleetwood. Oh, he is. Into, he was the manager of some S Scottish team, weren't he? Hibernian. No, not Hibernian. Uh, yeah, some shit uh, Scottish team, and then he just replaced. Uh, imagine that you replaced Scott Brown for then, like a few months later, you have was it McKenna in the middle or someone. And then you get uh, Lee Johnston, Charlie Adam. What a midfielder combination that would have been back in the day. But carry on, Neil. Uh, I met Charlie Adam once in um, in a Boots the Chemist. I, I don't think you did, because all of your stories about people starting Boots. I've got a shirt with Charlie Adam's number on the back and his name. 
don't know why I went for a bit of a phase of liking these really amazing... What, when he was at Liverpool? Yep. Oh, right, okay. Inspirational talents. Yeah, I was, yeah. I had him, he left that same season. I then also had um, somebody else, I can't remember who it was, who left the same season. I was cool. Like a, I somebody else. Super. It was Gerard. Yeah, I bet Gerard. your parents loved same you team. halfway through the season. Oh, they couldn't give a Me shit. Me a new shirt and name he, on back. He scored from his own half, didn't he? He did. Stoke against Chelsea, were Oh, Stoke, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, good man. Honest. Good face. Uh, yeah, one more person from Blackpool. Uh, it's a good one. Stanley Matthews. Yeah. The winner of the Stanley first Matthews. ever Ballon d'Or. Uh, which I, I didn't know. I'm sure I'd read that at some point in the past, but then I read it again. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and they beat Bolton in the FA Cup final in 1953. 4-3. Uh, yeah, there's no need for that. So-called the Stanley Matthews final because he absolutely fucking dominated Bolton, apparently. Yeah, um, okay, thanks. Superb. But I think Bolton were 2-0 up at one point, I think. Right, yep, yeah. okay. Uh, and then Blackpool came back. And they've, yeah. done, they've done nothing since, though, so you're fine. Good, good. Um, Going to continue to do nothing. Yeah, and then I've got uh, two lies and a fact, and we can do that later on. Oh, you can yeah. do that now. Do that later. We'll on. do. We'll we'll, get, we'll talk about Blackpool. I've got. We'll that. I've got more than two lies. I'll be honest. I've got like thousands <laughs> for each place. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because the lies are easy to make up. They're not though. Um, They're not because you, you need to see it, the trick. Well, we'll see how good I am at it. At it. We'll first we go. Will. And then, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. You'll go now. Yeah, well, let's let's talk Blackpool. James, uh, we'll start off with you. Obviously, a big following from Blackpool. Yeah. Is it nice to see that for a change, considering some of the teams we've already entertained in League One so far? Do you mean when they're with the away fans that were there? What was it, four and a half thousand? There was there was a hefty few. It was over yeah. four thousand. Um, it's good to see, but perhaps I always make the comments that if you've got such a local game, you expect there to be a high number of fans. Like Wigan brought. Less than I thought. You had Carlisle who brought more than I thought. So with Blackpool, I didn't really know how many they would bring. It did make it a fantastic atmosphere. My fear was because we'd lost games in the past that had big crowds or hadn't won them. I was like, oh great, here we go again. We're losing another game because they've brought a crowd. We don't do well because our home fans spend more time moaning than they do singing for them. Um, but then we won an absolute thunder cunt from a. England's top midfielder. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was a brilliant game from from Thomason and but what I was really surprised with, like you say, is how how well we kind of came out of the game with a big crowd because, like you say, there's you know last season you had the playoffs which we crumbled under and okay if you ignore the Wembley game it it, it was kind of an odyssey on its own it, it didn't really fall into that category but. It, it is a weird thing for us at, at, at the moment and, you know, maybe this season where there are games where, you know, we were expecting there to be a big atmosphere and it kind of just doesn't turn into it. This, this is not to say Blackpool weren't vocal or keeping up with it. it. It's just it seems more from our home fans. It seems a struggle at times, doesn't it, for the uh, for the crowd to get into the game. It does. And I feel like no matter if there is a big crowd or a small crowd, the only game... Well, two games I can think of that we've been to. I mean, if I say three games we've been to in the last 12 months where the crowd has kind of got back with it is, we're not counting Wembley because Wembley's different, is Derby away, 
Luton away, and then the third one I've just forgotten, which is fantastic. Uh, Barnsley in the playoffs at home. They're the only three games that I've been to where I feel like the crowd was, everyone was there for it, and it wasn't mm. just a, a big day out. The other times where you've got these small home, these big away uh, crowds coming over, there's no real atmosphere from us lot. I don't feel anyway. But that's my opinion. No, and it's it's a valid opinion. What one thing I did want to talk about as well, though, it is is kind of League One in general when it comes to teams like Blackpool. Like it seems there are very few teams like Blackpool where we can get big attendances, generate a bit of an atmosphere. Do you think it's it's important that next season for for us as a fan base to really? get to experience the, the joys of football and create great atmospheres, we need to go up? Or do you think maybe that it's it's poor from us as a club that we seem to kind of be slipping at times with, with generating big atmospheres in, in not big games, but teams where we're getting higher attendances? Um, I think, honestly... You go, let's say, because we're one of the favourites to go up next season. There's, there's no doubt about it. When it comes to going up in... I mean this season. Sorry, this season, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, when you go up in a, in a division, the expectation is that, right, more fans want to come watch you because now you're playing a better set of opponents. That's what you assume will happen anyway. My concern is the costs that come with it. That's, that's where my concern lies. Because being in League One, but we you know, we find that the majority of games that you go to, the tickets are quite affordable. Whereas Bolton are charging 30 plus quid for people to come watch them, which is sort of already a championship level, isn't it, really? I think that if they're going to go up, they might charge more. It might mean less fans are going to come. And it sort of puts a bit of a halt on that fan atmosphere. People want to be there, especially at the moment where, you know, just at Christmas, um, tickets are quite expensive and it's not always what people can afford. Yeah. How much, is tickets, how much are normal tickets of Bolton? Well, it, yeah, for an away fan. I mean, oh, well, obviously, right, we've like given a bit of... We're, well, the home fan tickets aren't, are about the same price as well. Wow. It, it's like for a single ticket, it is really poor value, but for for a season ticket, it is it's incredible value. It's really weird that well, they're really yeah, trying to season, drive you into season ticket. Yeah, because we're um, just showing how far ahead we are. <clears throat> it's mid January. Um, we are charging Barnsley thirty pound ticket. Well, I'd I'd like to see the um the prices of other like clubs that have been in the Premiership and have dropped down. Like, well, Leeds is a good Leeds. example. Yeah. Leeds is charging are like forty quid. Right. Okay. Um, it's only really the the Premier League, especially when it comes to like away games. The Premier League have a cap of thirty quid, right? Um, so it's it, that's the standard, no matter what game it is. But when you hit the Championship, you can charge whatever you want. There's no there's no regulation. No Same with League Got something to do with the uh, the crowd as well. You know, fans of teams that used to be in a higher league. Yeah. Now they're they're not. I uh, imagine that would impact it. Just seen yeah, it, it comes down to yeah. I was just oh. gonna say, <laughs> all just got a lovely goal. That was nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really breaking that fourth wall. Um, what, what's yeah, what's what, this? Sorry, what, what, what I'm missing. Uh, Sunderland whole match just got, it looks like me and Luke have got it on in the background and Hull have just. Yeah. <laughs> we we really had faith in the recording by sticking on Hull. No, I've got so, like, you know undiagnosed ADHD. I've got something else to. Yeah, I'd like to look, for the first time in ages, I've not got something on in the background. So oh, well uh, good 
congratulations. Well, this, this is yeah, but you're speaking very well, so this is this is good for you. And, and I'll just well, I'll speak like this in July because I can read. Yeah, fantastic. I don't see any brilliant. difference. No, wow. yeah. Um, just a final question for then on on the Blackpool game. Um, does the experience of that away crowd make you excited to see what it will be like at Bloomfield Road? Obviously, this will be our first time there. We, we are probably going to end up going twice in the space of a month. I'll, um, probably we are doing. Well, yeah, we are doing. So, I mean, are you? Does that away crowd kind of get you a bit more motivated for that? That those trips, or um, I've never been kind of a bit. Well, I've never been to Bloomfield Road. Um, I'm excited for our latest trip, which is definitely not tomorrow to Leighton. Um, I'm excited for trips to Carlisle because that's a, the, probably the biggest crowd we've had away from home this season, isn't it? 3,000. Well, the biggest, more than 3,000. Christ, your numbers are way it's off tw- today. It's 2,900 this season. Uh, to oh, yeah, I thought you meant what they took to us. No, clear about no that. sorry. For us, I'd love to see how many get taken to Blackpool. Because it's the cup quarterfinal. If it was the league, it obviously would be slightly different. But it would be interesting to see what happens. Because I'd well, love an find out or like four weeks later. That's I, the beauty. Of I it. know. I, I'd, I'd, it'd be good to compare. It would be. Yeah. And and then obviously now we can go back to Neil, who's, who's been sitting there patiently oh, okay. with. Uh, so you got two on. lies, one truth. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought first one not connected to that. But um, okay. just an interesting fact. If you took every single bulb from the illuminations and you laid each one out uh, side by side, you'd probably get in trouble for it. So Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've got <laughs> two eyes. You've been sitting on that. And I can tell you, proper, you were it. really happy with yourself. I'm just not on that now. As you came. Um... Yeah, so uh, we play two lies and the facts, and I will deliver those, and you've got to guess which one's which. Okay. Give me a moment, I'm just going to burp. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you would uh, really yeah, see the yeah, transition no, no, no. there. Yeah. A liar of truth, is that one of the questions? Like, we're going to burp. Well, find out, won't we? Um, can you put some cool music behind me or something? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick some cool music in the edit. I can't do it now. I, 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 I reckon, reckon like, Neil, you should be now. in charge of like a jingle for this show. For this I would, but I've got like I've got no equipment. I've got nothing. I've got a laptop got, that's like ten years old. I've got pots and pans. I mean, I've got guitars. I've got that's what I mean. I've got the equipment. I've got nothing to record on. I've got many items. <laughs> Just hasn't got the glue to stick it all together. Yeah. Um... Okay, let's uh, let's start with the facts and the lies. Two lies, one fact. Blackpool Tower can be seen from space. Okay, that's that's number one. Mm-hmm. Right. Blackpool was visited by Elvis Presley. It's the only place in the UK that he played. He played the ballroom. Now that does. Um, that's true. Now, my, that's true. My, gra- my grandma is a big Elvis fan. That mm. that does sort of ring a bit of truth to it. But what's number three? Three is a horsey once opened the Blackpool Illuminations. It's the Elvis. <sighs> you know, well, well, you're, that's your guess. Yeah. You know what? I don't. The first one just seems blatantly false, but in a way that it could sneak in. You know what? I, I'm going to go with number three. I think he would love that horse opened. 
something. I'm going with three. You're going with that to be the truth? The horse. Yeah, the horse is true. Okay. And what do you think, James? Elvis. You think Elvis? This will be like a dramatic... I'll like, reveal this jumble. next podcast. No, I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> It was the horsey. Horsey was... Yes! I told you! Uh, I knew as well soon done. as he knew well a done. horse opened something. Well done. Uh, yep, it was Red Rum in uh, 1977. Red Rum! Yeah. There you go. He, he also See, opened you... the steeplechase uh, ride as well. Because, you know, horsey, steeplechase, horsey, horsey. horsey. Chase, yeah. Oh. See, you've got to think like Neil James. Mm -hmm. You've got to know as soon as he heard horse, mm -hmm. that's it. Horsey. <laughs> uh, Elvis never played anywhere in Britain. Was it? Oh, maybe no, he visited, uh, he visited Ayrshire, Presswick in Ayrshire, uh, as a kind of stop by. He was on his way to Germany, I think. Actually, do. Maybe not. Right. Um, yeah, that was the only time he never played. And you can't see the tower from space? No, can you fall? You, you could technically. <laughs> if, if you're not very far up in space, if you. What's that noise? <laughs> Uh, you keep hearing the noise. Yeah, I'm you, not hearing I'm the noise. Annoyed. I just keep hearing this like. No, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Thanks for that. Neil. Another, so, another. I've got another one. Another fact. Um, it is Blackpool is the home of the most recorded herons in one place at the same time. <laughs> Do you have that number? <laughs> no. No. Oh, you've teased us with oh, facts about no. herons. No, it's not even got the necessarily true, but it might be because herons are a big, sea watery bird, aren't they? And there's loads of yes. that in Blackpool. They've also got a shop named after them. Yeah, Heron Shop. Heron Foods. <laughs> Called Heron Shop. Heron Shop. Where? Well, and I mean... Oops. Thank you for that. I mean, I'm sure that went down a treat with the listeners. Or no listener fucking listeners. This. this is just for us. There's no yeah, listeners. This is, just, this is so you can make it listenable when you listen back. That's it. This is the only person you're No, you can laugh to yourself. Oh, I thought it was brilliant that I thought of that. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you can now get to flex your muscles a bit more because we're going to move on to Stockport oh. in the EFL Trophy. Neil, Stockport. anything on Stockport? Yeah, loads. Stockport was a fun one. Um, they're called the Hatters, as you may or may not know. Um, Did because... not know. No, no, no. I thought they were called like, the train men or something like that. The... the railways. The railway men, uh, No, no, called Hatters because they were um, the centre of the hatting industry in the 1800s. Ooh, how exciting. Uh, by 1884, they were selling six million hats a year. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, I mean, a lot they... of heads. Yeah, I don't know why we stopped wearing hats, because I... I'd love to wear hats all the time. Or like big top hats, or just just I mean different hats. Mixed bowler hats as the day goes on, just kind of. I can see you as like a a, a fedella. No, that's not the word. Fedora. Fedora. No, no. Favela. I, got... I think he's wearing a favela. <laughs> I did have a top hat because I went as a uh, a mad hatter once to uh, a Halloween thing. Talk about the mad hatter. The uh, the saying mad hatter came from. Hat makers who were exposed to mercury whilst making hats, and it just drives you insane. Mad hatter. Uh, There's your that's that's your interesting facts about Stockport. There's loads of stuff, but the my favourite bit about it is Strawberry Studios, uh, which is owned by 10CC. You know 10CC. I'm not in love. That other one. You know it. <laughs> you've, re you've really made it narrowed it that, down. No, no, no. Right. It's got a blue plaque. It's a. Uh, it, 
Joy Division recorded there. Um, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Love Will Tear Us Apart, that was recorded there. Um, many, many other tracks. Buzzcocks, Simply Red, James. Not you, James. I know, Both James, the bald, the bald man. The band. That's, it's, not, it's not just one man, James. It James, is, he's called band. James. It's not called James, I can't remember his fucking it's name. not like sure. Uh, Charlton's, um, Stone Roses, their debut single was recorded there. Uh, Martin Hannett did that as well as um, Joy Division uh, albums. Uh, if you've seen 24 Hour Party People, you'll see them inside uh, Strawberry Studios. It's uh, right. Andy Circus is uh, Martin Hannett, I think. There he is. So if you've not seen 24 Hour Party People, watch it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's functional anymore. I think it had a refurb maybe a few years ago. It was out of out of action for a long time, and I think they came back in. I don't know, but loads of like iconic stuff's been recorded there. Um, George Best played for Stockport. What, like professionally uh, or like a yeah, yeah. charity game? No, like, so he declined rapidly after United, like, just... <laughs> and he, he just went to pub team. It was just immediately. So all his Wikipedia's got, and all I could find is that he played for Stockport three times and scored twice. That's, a that's it. Not a bad record, that, is it? And as for players, um, not too many have been... There's certainly some ones that you'd know of, like Ricky Lambert. Fat cunt. Yeah. Uh, Matt Janssen also played for Bolton. Uh, and Blackburn as well, I think. Phil Bartley, uh, good pedigree, and uh, Adam Lafondra, who also played for oh, Bolton. Yeah, if you Adam remember. Fondra. Yeah, I couldn't well, find too yeah, many. Like, what mentioned fat cunt. <laughs> big, yeah, um, yeah. There you go. That's your that's your Stockport little interesting. Yeah, I, I've, I I've not come up with that. a name for this section yet. No, we've got we've got time. You, you've got, you know, well, while me, me and James talk Stockport, you've got time to come up with a name yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, and um, um, I'll do my facts and lies later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let's talk a bit of football, though, James. So, first of all, credit to Stockport for only charging us a tenner. Yes. Which, you know, see, is the standard price we, we, we get used to in this competition. Um, do you still have love for the EFL trophy at this point? Yeah. I do. I, I feel at this point now, obviously we're in our sort of second, third, fourth, however fucking years we've been doing this bloody trophy. Um, the group stage is the group stage. You, you, If you're in Bolton's position, you are the better team in the group stage. You, sh- you should be. The teams below you that you're playing are going to be worse than you. That's the reality to it. You then get to knockout stages. That's where it starts getting a bit interesting. So we stop poor. It's just a group game against a team that, yes, they were high flying in League 2 at the time, but they looked crap. Well, you're saying high-flying. They were on an amazing yeah. run at the time. Well, they looked crap yeah. against us. But yeah, but it was. It, this is the part of the competition which seems to let a lot of people down. It, it's, it's A lot of the time, it's a reserve stomping ground for a lot of teams. So, like, look at us. We heavily rotated. They heavily rotated. I mean, I think there was maybe only two or three first-team players. We probably had more first-team players in the lineup than they did. And, you know, th- this is the thing. For some teams see it as a way to make a bit of extra money or get a, a nice cut run under your belts and, and other teams kind of similar to us at times. And the more um, common approach is, well, the players who aren't playing week in, week out in the league get a run out and get to prove what they're worth. So, 
you know, I, I understand why teams do it and understand why they did it. It's it's just going to be the standard for a lot of teams in this competition. And like it is for a lot of teams in, in all cup competitions, it's you've got to get a chance for those fringe players to prove that they can start games. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And um, what did you think of the stadium first impressions? Obviously, it's it's probably not as, as big as most of the stadiums will we'll get to visit for the first time. But I, I was quite impressed with the stand they gave us, you know, side of the pitch. I mean, behind the goal looked very exposed and it, it looked a very cold and uh, rainy night. So it was kind of nice to have a roof over your heads for a change. I was impressed by by it in terms of like the place it's located. Obviously, the train lands nearby. They'd obviously have to build it with a bit of particular care in mind. Uh, there's also the, the the airport flyover as well. So they had to sort of consider that as, as another issue. But... Um, I did think it was it was bigger than I thought it was going to be. I think the pictures didn't do it justice. That, that main stand was a, was taller than I thought it was going to be. Um, when it comes to sort of expansion, because we always have this conversation, don't we, when we go to certain clubs, how did they expand? Because it, if you get into like, the Premier League but at some point, because every team's... Well, yeah, yeah, hold your arses though. Fucking hell, it's only Stockport. I don't think they're destined for the Premier League no, in the next 10 years. I would say Luton were. Luton were in the National League. And ten years later, they're in the Premier League. Same with Bournemouth. Same with Sheffield United. It, it's dreadlock holiday. That is, of course, the other one. Ten CC that you know. You know, I don't like cricket. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> he has been bubbling. He has been typing away, and this is what you get. Um, oh no, that's that's you know everybody knows that. So yeah, ten CC, Strawberry Studios, Stockport, owned by ten CC. Carry on, James. That that was it. You you didn't with the right time. That was it. I just I just remembered it was Dreadlock all day. Of course it is. Stupid boy. He's... Go on. Don't know what you were saying. I wasn't listening. But I was just saying to Luke that he, he was making a very derogatory comment about Stockport County. Oh, I see. Um, just like his father-in-law, who said they're full of scummy city supporters. Got a point. Yeah. Got on. Wait, it's not my father-in-law. It's my stepdad. Because if it was my father-in-law, I would have to be married. <laughs> I would have to marry. I would have to marry one of his non-existent kids. <laughs> no, I thought yeah, he'd have to be married to his mother, which I was then going to say, which is absolutely not because he'd then have to be my mum's dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've really fucked up my family tree at the moment. That's yeah. brilliant. So it's your sister's um, dog walker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. I don't even know what to say after that. That's great. Uh, James. Hello. Stockport. The, the game. Uh, it was a good game overall. Could have easily been about ten nil to us. Um, it, it's nice to see us turn up in a cup game, play a rotate, rotated side, and, and pretty much dominate a team. Yeah. Um, I think when we watched it, we were disappointed that Bod didn't get kept on for the ninety minutes, but then they brought on the sole legend, which is Cameron Jerome. Shout out. Um, who missed a bloody good chance from my memory, didn't he? He put it oh so far over the bar, it actually came back and went over the roof of our terrace. Yeah, that's just how Cameron Jerome does it. That's, does. that's Cameron Jerome's style. And he only scores uh, bangers. He does. And, you know, just a bit of foreshadowing. He does score bangers. Um, I'm kind of happy that I don't have to go there again this season or hopefully next season. If things go the way we think they're going to go, I'll be a bit upset if I do have to go there because 
it it was i mean it, i felt a bit disappointed given their low turnout but you know you that's what you get in this competition where we're exactly as guilty and um I, I think there is still a bit of a poor reputation with the efl trophy it would be nice if you could get those bigger attendances just so they could probably charge you less i mean if you could get like a a cup-wide initiative of five quid tickets for adults like quid for kids fill out stadiums on a midweek i think that would be the way to go but you know again 10 quid for that game we get to see uh a good performance. I'm I'm quite happy with that. We didn't have any food or anything. It was very much uh, get in, watch the football, get home. Uh, and, you know, I, I always do love going to games and seeing, especially Bolton fans, complain about unreserved seating. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, it seems to cause chaos that people can't comprehend. It's like, oh, well, you know, uh, this is what my ticket says. And like, yeah, they said it's like, this is just so you know, Neil, when we got there, uh, like it was a was it a parent and child? We you know, like we're all sat there. Me, James, my mum, stepdad, and they like as soon as you walk in, they go right. It's on reserve seating. Sit where you want. Okay, we'll sit here. Instantly, these these people come in. Oh, you're you're in our seats. Yeah, they they've said it's on reserve seating. Oh, well, you know, it says on our tickets here. These are our seats. It's like yeah, but there's a big guy in a high vis. As soon as you walk in, sit where you want. Do the oh, tickets we... have an allocation, though? They do, yeah. It's right. a standard. So then you can understand why they'd say that, wouldn't you? Yes, but I could also understand why they wouldn't say that, because a guy told them, as soon as they walk in, I don't give a unreserved seating, in a sit anywhere. Seat. If my ticket has a seat on it, that's my seat. I'm on their side. I, I agree, but until you, when you're told that doesn't matter, well, then, then it doesn't matter. Fetch me the manager. <laughs> Fetch you the manager of the stadium. No, the club. Well, the club. It? Papa wants his seat. Uh, you want the manager of the club? You want? What is it like, Dave Chancellor? Oh, or something? It, I mean, manager that just sounds or... totally unprofessional and uh, just frustrating for people who've yeah, got seat tickets. What did your seat say? What did your ticket say? Did no, they have I, a... I don't bloody remember. Well, if your tickets had a seat on, you go to that seat, don't you? Not unless well, so I you didn't done, check. Unless I've did been told check, it's unreserved seating. Did you check your tickets to see if they had a seat on? <sighs> right, I'm moving on from this. No, no, I, I'm not. Because, I'm not entertaining you. You're, you're trying wrong. to create a problem no, no, where there's just, no problem. Just letting you know that you're wrong. Seat got a ticket. <laughs> right, seat thank got you. A, ticket got yes, a seat on. Okay, shut you, up. You, you go to that. I, I if up. I was on that family side, I'd have fucking belted. <laughs> yeah, get out of my seat. You fucking scumbag. <laughs> so this will be Neil's last ever podcast because he disagreed with me. Corrected you. Was like Neil Chin Luke. <laughs> Pain in the ass. You know, I'm trying to there segue into his truth and lies, and he's just kicking off about unreserved seating. Oh, brilliant. Luke getting shinned in Stockport. So yeah, talking about fucking lies. Uh yeah, I've got two lies and uh, and a truth, a fact for you. Go on then. Uh, music, please, now. Come on, Luke. Yeah, the music's playing. I've Thanks. Stockport. Are we on Stockport? Yeah, Stockport. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you've literally just talked about Stockport. <laughs> Stockport, as I mentioned, uh, they were the first place in Britain to have a 24-hour McDonald's. Hmm? 
Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah, that's feasible. Feasible. Number one. Number two, Fred Perry, the tennis man and maker of clothing, was from Stockport. Less feasible. Number three, Fred Perry, <laughs> the tennis player and maker <laughs> of clothing, was from just outside of Stockport, but Stockport claimed him. So, ge- <laughs> li- genuinely, one of your One of those is true. Is that he was born near Stockport. Or in Stockport. <laughs> or in Stockport, yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a 24-hour oh, McDonald's. I think yeah. it is Fred Perry is near Stockport. I'm going to go for McDonald's. Okay. Are you locking those in? Yep. Yep. Fred Perry was from Stockport. Oh, no! He's and from Stockport, so we're both they've from. A, they've got a statue and everything. They fucking love him there, yeah. Fred Perry. Yeah. Is that a statue outside Stockport Stadium with Fred Perry? Uh, I, I, I don't, don't know about the stadium. So. But there's it a statue. It was dark anyway, so how am I going to tell? But, yeah, th- thank you for your Stockport-based Fred Perryness. ness hey, you're welcome. I suppose. I'm gonna. I'm, well, I'm actually interested to see now what you found on Exeter because it's oh, not gonna oh. be as. I, I I think this is gonna be a tough one for you. You'd be surprised. Steve I Steve thought that as well. The, the country. Yeah. But um. Oh, I'm gonna do a burp. That is a true. Okay, there we go. That's true. <laughs> oh, I love mute buttons. <laughs> um, Exeter. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be a, a tricky one as well, but it's quite historically important to Britain apparently. Um, it's the one of the oldest cities in Britain. It was founded by the Romans in uh, 55 AD, which is almost 2,000 years ago. And they built a wall, uh, a fort, they built a fortress, and part of that wall, uh, 70% of it is still standing. Uh, it was originally called Isca Dumnonirum. Or just Iska, because, you know, I ain't yeah, got time for that. Yeah, we have to check that pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead now, don't matter. And the uh, the town then grew around the fortress and uh, just carried on growing. Got loads of um, history shit. It's, it's got too much, honestly, for, for me to put in. You could do an entire podcast on like the buildings in Exeter. And uh, there's a really old book there. There's this thousand-year-old poetry book, um, Anglo-Saxon poetry called the Exeter book. I mean, you thought for a poetry book, it's yeah, a thousand years old. Yeah, take, take a bit of time over the name. <laughs> Not just There's no Exeter. There's no the Exeter book. You've got a lot of time. And as for people from there, uh, Beth Gibbons from Portishead, which is another one of my favourites. Uh, Chris Martin, who isn't one of my favourites. I'm trying with Chris <laughs> Martin. Uh, shite, James. Absolute shite. Oh, I'm not surprised. Do you like Coldplay, James? No. Yes, you do. I could hear it in your voice. You were hurt then. He didn't want to say yes. <laughs> he was yes offended. Because you didn't want me to have a go at you. And I'm not going to. I you think know, he's a nice man. I don't, I don't always sit there blasting out Coldplay. Oh, he's probably a lovely fella, but I can't stand Coldplay. Okay. People um, probably say the same about Hitler. He's probably a lovely man in private, but you know. Why? One from probably, I think, more your generation. Uh, Dom from Dick and Dom. Oi! Oh, oh, there we go! Look at that! Like that. Lead with that. I thought you'd lead with that! I thought I'd, I'd, I'd wet your whistle first and then lead yeah. into that. You teased me! Uh, and then we go downhill slightly with Ethan Ampadu and uh, Ollie Watkins. 
Okay. And then we rose I really it back thought up you were going to tease us and go, it's really downhill with Dom. Out <laughs> of Dick and Dom. No, I don't. And then, <laughs> then you've got J.K. Rowling. She's from Exeter, apparently. And uh, she wrote that book about that little fella with the wizardy stuff. Yeah, I did think that place was racist when we went there. That She's not that. racist, she just hates um, trans people, <laughs> isn't it? Sexist. Yeah. Transphobic. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've got loads about like the buildings and stuff. Uh, yeah, but well, it just it fair, takes we, too long. Got, uh, yeah, we've got a goal there end, towards the end of the season, so that would be uh, gold for then, really, about mm. buildings and whatnot. Uh, and again, I've got your, your lies and facts for... But when you're ready for those. Fantastic. So, I mean, it's no secret me and James do have a bit of a, a love of Exeter. You know, we um, we had our trip down there last season. Even though the game wasn't exactly spectacular, it was it was really enjoyable. Yeah, we saw Conor uh, Badley's last ever goal for Bolton Wanderers as well, didn't we? Oh, was that his last yeah, ever goal? Last, goal, last oh. contribution. It was a Luke went, went dressed as a Papa John's character, didn't he, as well? Well, delivery driver, right, yeah. Not Papa character. John's character. It's not a fucking what? book, James. <laughs> Papa pizzas. John's the movie. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. No, but me. not a single player even gave a shit, did they, Luke? Well, yeah, what are they expecting to do? They just saw this middle-aged looking man dressed as a delivery driver. They could, he could, I could have easily got lost in the, in the crowd of, oh, he's just wandering after delivering a pizza to a fan. Do they have a uniform? You mean you dress like somebody works there? Because delivery drivers yeah. don't tend to have a uniform. Yeah, these like blur, beige chino chino shorts, uh, red t-shirt, a Papa John's hat. They kind of have a uniform. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Did it have Papa John's on it, or did you just like wear the colours? Because uh, uh... I tried to find a Papa John's t-shirt, but I couldn't. But right. I did find a badge. I just couldn't iron it on. Right, um, so you didn't have anything that said Papa John's on it. Yeah, the Papa John's hat. That's right. A Papa, like, okay. It was a proper okay. Papa John's hat. Fair enough. So you wear a Papa John's hat with some clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Neil. You're welcome. We're really dragging it down. I'm not dragging. Uh, it down. We also had a pizza box, didn't you, as well, Luke, with a big. Yeah, well, it weren't, I tried to get a Papa John's one, but it's hard to get Papa John's in Bolton. Yeah, the pizza so, box. Uh, that's I had a prop. To get a normal pizza box. That ca- yeah, okay, that counts. You've got a prop. Well done. Yeah. Thank you, James. Did you make an <laughs> Just... effort? Me? No. Yes, you. Because no. that's who we've just addressed. No, because I didn't even tell you him. Didn't. I only showed no, show him, him like, in the morning. Oh, I went, wow, we're waving that. Little, oh, little right. Okay. Sexy enough. minx. Um, but, yeah, talking about the, the extra game at home, uh, it's always... It, it tears me, really, into, into like two positions when you think of Exeter's fan base away because I understand it's such a small club and to, to follow a team like Exeter probably requires a lot of dedication and patience because they aren't a club that's flush with money. They aren't really a club that have got a, a hugely high ceiling. So when you see their sort of attendances at, at, at a stadium like ours, it's really heartwarming to see those fans who are willing to travel that distance. But at the same time, it it really affects us as a club because it, it's harder for us to, to really enjoy the atmosphere and get up for those games when you only have you know less than 500 away fans there. Yeah, I am... Um... It's annoying when you've got perhaps a more local match where they don't bring a lot of fans because it, you sort of think, you're telling me that some people might go, I don't know what, let's go to that game, whatever. But, but yeah, when you've got a team that have to travel a long distance but they haven't got as big of a fan base, yeah, it, it is quite tricky as home fans to get up for it. 
Oh, I thought Mo nope, was nope, coming no. there. That... I thought my signal just dropped out or something. And I thought it's, it's... I was just checking. Like, has my app gone? Yeah, it was. He really didn't think. Like, he just left on a. Yeah, like, why would you just leave? Just don't, don't tease us like that. That, 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 yeah. That's it. That, that's all, all I wrote. Thank you very much. I've been James. Well, you you really make this so hard. <laughs> like, at least Neil provide. Oh, you see what I mean? Neil's gone now. Well done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> We're waiting. I'll have to, ed- have to edit in a transition there. That's brilliant. Okay, so if we if we talk about the game, James, itself, probably one of the better games we'll see all season. And I don't think I was at all ready for it. I mean, I know I was expecting a, a good win, but seven goals at home. And not to be funny, but it didn't really feel like a 7-0 win the way we were uh, we were celebrating. It kind of just felt like it was training ground practice. It, it? it did. And the, the fun bit is here, Neil. He, he hasn't done his preparation correctly. I didn't go to this game. But, um, oh, shit. And he's didn't. just not even thinking about it. Oh, this. for God's sake. <laughs> I, I forgot who, who came with it. Rat, it. Get her on! No. Get her on! She went, she went to the game. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was, was just me and my mum, wasn't it? Oh, oh my. No, no it was the one where you were on a coach for like 14 hours. No, that's Portsmouth. Oh, oh, Portsmouth. Yeah, this oh, right, was a home yeah, yeah, yeah. game. It okay. was, I, I, I forgot you didn't no, come. I watched right. it, though. I did watch it, but I, I was at a wedding. Okay, we now. saved it a bit then. I, you could not tell by the... the, the the, the live footage, how they were celebrating, because the obsession was focused on the players. The camera, the camera was shaking it. every time, though, so it obviously gave away that they were celebrating. The camera, yeah, it's not his fault. He's got, you know, Parkinson's. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I won't ask you about the crowd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like that. Oh, I, I just, yeah, I completely forgot you no. didn't go. I'm just, you know... I keep forgetting you're a part-time Bolton fan at this yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, I think even Neil is is up there for, you know, games attended this season Neil. against you at home. No, I've only been to like four, five, Yeah, six, yeah Again, you're up there seven, competing with him. Four. Proper part-time with home games. You're the likes of the away ones now. Games, no, you've had, a, you've had a few off. But uh, yeah, it, it, from, from the stands, it, it kind of felt like not... It was a weird atmosphere because it was close to Christmas time. I think it was... Around about the time of um, like mid December, you know, everyone's doing the shopping, and maybe a few people have have missed it out for for the odd game because it's on the Exeter. But it just really didn't feel like a seven. Like when you win a game seven nil, or going back a couple of years when we beat Sunderland six nil, that like after the game, like in the you know concourse walking out, it was just chanting. It was loud. People were smacking the walls. It it was nothing like that. It kind of just felt like, oh, we, we've just seen them win 7-0 and that was it. It, it. it didn't really carry on. I mean, the, the most vocalisation done by any set of fans was Exeter fans who they were, they were chanting all the way through and then it got to the end and the, the players were going over and they were telling them to fuck off and booing them <laughs> off. So they really, there was really no in-between from them. I mean, they had every right really to be angry. I mean, it said it all. They had a centre back up front for like, the majority of the game, which I don't know what they were thinking, but whatever. If we we don't care, seven nil, the highest win I've seen probably in my lifetime. What about the eight, that. eight one against United kids? Yeah, but it, I mean, it's oh, not really against count. the team. No, I mean it counts because it pisses you off a bit, but 
it, it doesn't really count in the same sense of it's an under twenty one team. It's not a professional team, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you you look at over, United over and... Exeter. Yeah, seven United nil Academy kids. I I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It would be United <laughs> in the 21s, 12. Spitting consistently to his sink nearby. Fuck you. Not too sure what I'm offended at. I just wanted to Yeah, you just became yeah, offended. Just... Well, now you're offended, Neil. Why don't you unoffend yourself with uh, some lies and some truths? Well, one truth and two lies. Yeah. And music. Do, 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 do. Something better than that, though, hopefully. So, Exeter, like I said, there's loads, loads of shit. It's really cool. There's loads of history. Um, okay. Exeter has Britain's longest underground crazy golf course. Right. I, I feel like one. that might not be true because we, me and James would have probably seen about that. How would you have seen? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's we fine. We had a romantic there. night together, Neil. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the Vikings... Also came up, not the same time as the Romans, obviously. A little bit later, a few hundred years later, a thousand or so years later, a thousand and few hundred. And float. I don't. Have you seen the the uh, the series Vikings? I've ever watched it. Yeah. So Floki in that is based on the real life boat builder uh, Floki, Flokyville, something or other, Bill Gardardson. Anyway, so Floki, whilst they were in Exeter, built a new kind of boat that was much faster than the one that they'd sailed to Britain on. And right. its maiden voyage was from Exeter. I'm not sure which bit, just Exeter. And yeah, that's fact number two. That's fact number two. And number three, uh, there's an house that moves. That's it. Okay, okay. I was really hoping there was more context. Nope. There's a house no, that's that it, moves. That's it. That's it. Um, right. So, for me, I don't think it's number one because I'm... Sure, we would have heard something while we were down in Exeter. Word on the street. Uh, I think it's number two. I think it's about Floki. Because he enjoyed talking about Vikings. He had the Vikings TV reference. I think it's Floki. I completely agree with that. Uh, but because we can't go for the same answer, I'm going to go for the moving house. Okay. And you've both locked those in. I know you're both confident about those. Yes. Yeah. James has got oh, the moving house. Wow, Ooh. it's the lack of thing though that gets me. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, it was, that's, you know. it there's no other context to it. It's just nope. a moving house. Moving house. So there was a uh, an old Tudor house uh, in the heart of Exeter. I didn't actually write down where it was. I should have, but I didn't. And um, they wanted to move it because they were building a fucking road or something probably through it. And they didn't want to knock it down because it's lovely, lovely old house. So they removed it brick by brick and uh, rebuilt it somewhere else. And it's called the House That Moved, and it's a very popular tourist attraction there. That's quite a misconstruing name. Like I thought you were talking about the house physically moves. No, that's stupid. That's why I. It's not Monster House. Oh, it's yeah, it's not got chicken legs like Baba Yaga's house. It's just a <laughs> just an house that they uh, they rebuilt. <laughs> but you know that just sounded shit and too believable if I just said there was an house that they took down brick by brick and uh, just put it somewhere else that's boring yeah 
Uh, yeah, there you go. Well done, James. What are the scores? I've not been paying attention, James. I think it's one, one one. I got one, the first one. one. We both got the second one wrong, and James got the third one. one. Okay, yeah. So it's one one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm liking this so far. It's interesting. Something it was new. Yeah, like I said, it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, enjoyed doing the researching. Well, uh, let's uh, let, let's see how much that research pays off for Oxford. Um, like I said, I uh, it it just auto filled oxygen. At first, <laughs> so then I just read about oxygen for a few minutes. You got some facts about oxygen. Uh, yeah, oxygen Ooh. is the third most abundant element in the universe by mass. Uh, oxygen is pale blue and in liquid or solid form. Oxygen is the most abundant element in the Earth's crust. Over 46% of the weight of the Earth's crust is oxygen. And approximately two thirds of the mass of the human body is oxygen. And then I, I went, went on to Oxford. Yeah, thought, thank Christ. I thought that was probably enough for that. Uh, Oxford, home of my favourite band and the best, in my opinion, band ever, Radiohead. Um, apart from Tom York, the singer, who was born in Northamptonshire and then thankfully moved to Oxford and met the rest of the boys and uh, made some of the best music ever. One of their albums is in space um, on a gold disc, OK Computer. Uh, you know one of those things that we, we send up and it's got like basic yeah. Earth information on. Yeah. It's, it's like if, if your aliens are going to study about the humans, it's, listen to Radiohead. Because it's regarded as one of the best or the best album ever. Uh, yeah, so that was good. Um, Stephen Hawking, Oxford. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I knew that. He was. He also uh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, legend. Shut up, James. How dare you interrupt me <laughs> with one of your... What was you going to say, sorry? <laughs> a little, little Jeffrey Epstein joke, but we'll, we'll skip past it. Oh, I'm glad I interrupted you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, please do, Neil. Uh, Miriam Margulies, Professor oh, Sprout legend. from legend. Uh, Harry Potter. And uh, Martin Keown. Who? Oh. Martin Keown. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find too many footballers <laughs> in Oxford, and I uh, couldn't be asked honestly, because Oxford... It just bombs itself about its uh, university. It, it, yeah, it, I, I can imagine. It completely sucks itself off. Everything is about university. But, I mean, it's still interesting. Yeah, just wait for Cambridge. It's more of the same. So, And also, the Oxford Dictionary came from there. Uh, 1857 is when it began, I think. Quite a, so it took, obviously, a lot of manpower, because, you know, there's no... No internet, it's just people, people power, thousands, tens of thousands of people, volunteers, collecting words to uh, to make the dictionary, because before then, the, the words just lived out there, they weren't captured or put into anything, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, the rest of it was just about the uni, and I got a bit annoyed, so I stopped reading about them. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you your, your two lies and a fact. Whenever you're ready. No problem. Uh, thank you. That was a lovely little uh, educational um, based minute. I like that. Uh, James, Hi. obviously, oh, with this the second time we've done Oxford away, um, the more painstaking ever of having to do it midweek. Yeah. Obviously, I've, I've moaned on before about the, there should be maybe a limit on distance or travel time when it comes to midweek away fixtures, but you know that that that'll be for another day again. Um, we decided we were going to commit to doing this one. 
in hindsight, are you? Uh, is it really a stadium that we think we should have wasted a, a fin- early finish or a rushing from work just to get there for um, three stands? No, uh, and and in fact, the, the most exciting part of the whole uh, sort of evening's bar course, let's call it, was helping a poor Polish lady access the the tall room. Oh, that, Christ, that was the most exciting yeah. part to it because she rocked up to a pay-only booth with cash and then ran to me like, I can't pay, can you pay for me? And I took Luke's card instead. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not just that. She also didn't say it in English at first. She said it in Polish, looked at us, expected us to know. It was only when she went, no money, no money. So, yeah, I had I, not only did I have to pay the toll twice... <laughs> But she then gave me five pounds when the cost of the toll was seven pounds <laughs> something. So I was actually two pounds something down. What was the toll? Because for? I had to pay for a toll road. Oh, sorry, I thought you said toilet. I was like, that... oh, the, it was the the toll road going going down there. Right. I mean, we were stuck behind her for a good few minutes as well, and like at first, like we were making good time. Like we were going to be there with like an hour to go, and then you could just see like the sat nav just kept going up and up, just because she sat there in a car waiting for some miracle to happen. And it's not like you can reverse and go into a different lane. Stupid. Oh, so she stupid. was she was sat in the wrong bit. She was sat in the bit where you pay by it's car. It's all by car. It was all by oh, car. There's no cash car. option with tolls. Right. Yeah, oh. just waste of time. And, and well, obviously, I'm, I'm you sorry know, that you were so inconvenienced by this poor yeah, woman. Yeah, thank you. I'll never get that money. If she's listening, go fuck yourself. How empathetic um, of you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we, we did uh, experience, well, I, I say we experienced better food. Uh, we decided to eat inside the stadium this time rather than... Uh, one of the burger vans. I'm sorry, it was fucking rank. It was awful. But I, I'm happy we did because I had a chicken balti pie. That was absolutely stunning. Ooh. I mean, good, solid pie. Soft, not burnt. Warm. Not just really a bit of spice, not a dry. Smashing. Is that how, how far it went? <laughs> uh, just let that silence sink in. What, happened, that silence... what happened? What happened then? What, what, what were you doing, James? Just James trying to be funny and not being funny. <laughs> I didn't make any sense. Hilarious. What were you talking about? That's how far it went. What did that mean? He Explain doesn't know. Himself. This is the problem. He says things. He doesn't listen. He doesn't plan his joke. It's just mindless nonsense. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I am hilarious. No, you're not. You just keep saying you're hilarious. I'm, I'm not. We're wasting <laughs> valuable time on this. I but like we're going to get to the bottom of it. If you if you just continuously, continuously say that you're funny without actually saying anything funny. Yeah, I like that. Oh, so comedy is it's, these days. I'm yeah. funny, man. I'm very funny. <laughs> I can assure you. Well, you had a very spicy chicken balti pie. No, it wasn't spicy. It just had some nice spice okay. to it. It was just, it was enjoyable and it made up for the, the shocking temperatures, the very dull game we had to experience. And it, it, again, just a bit of a weird atmosphere, you know, midweek. Uh, a, a game at the time, which was between second and third. And I honestly thought there'd be a bit more behind it. It was but dog shit. It, it, Yeah, it was just a very strange atmosphere it's once it, though, again. And. Was uh, that, that that lad kicking off of all the stewards and the police? 
Oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. So uh, one of our fans had a hat stolen because it had the word cunt <laughs> on it, um, which was probably picked up from Blackpool. I think we uh, we deducted from the whole thing. Uh, or to do, sorry. And, yeah, he, uh, he decided to call over the police because apparently the stewards taking a hat that had the word cunt off him was theft and not because there was many children in attendance. And in then the out stands. of nowhere, all these little cronies started rocking up. Like just started coming out the stands yeah. like they were sort of extras on a on an acting pitch. Yeah, it was a real uh, toss up between what was higher, the number of teeth <laughs> in their mouth or their IQ. Um, I don't think in either case there was much difference I'm, between. I'm happy he that won't you said that. And... Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he doesn't. He can't. He can't access a phone. <laughs> They don't have that at the job no, centre. No, there was the other um, though. That was crime because he had a had a a waz when he came off the coach and got caught out. So, so yeah, you've, we've just sat here saying the word cunt and you won't say the word piss. That's brilliant. Yeah, some guy pissed in the no, stand, well, outside the stadium and in a bush, and then got caught by the stewards and then got kind of like threatened. Like, listen, we'll we'll do it again. He'll take you out. It was just a weird day overall, and and I must admit, I mean. You know, the first time I went to Oxford, it was nice because it was a one-off and, you know, oh, the novelty, you've got three stands. But I just don't want to have to do places like that anymore. I'm, I'm really, I'm craving just a higher standard of stadium. No no offence to Oxford. I mean, they're, they're looking at a new stadium, yeah. aren't they? They're um, looking at building one. I think they do need it because the, the novelty of the Kassam Stadium, if it is that, has, has really disappeared. I uh, don't know yeah, about you. You're also forgetting that your auntie was there as well. You know, just completely forgetting you're more family. Yeah, another auntie. I have many aunties. Well, get yeah, on. my auntie was there, spoke to her. She, she's a on. southerner. Get all the aunties on. Get all the aunties Auntie on. Well, just, just the auntie reunion. Get, get, get Karen on as well. She deserves a shout out. She brings you... You, you, you wash that name out of <laughs> your mouth. You Karen. dare speak Karen's name. Um, <laughs> she won't have a clue. She doesn't even know I exist outside of fucking football. Um, Neil, uh, I think we're done talking about Oxford's shit game. Right. <laughs> and? <laughs> Sorry, you know, I, thought that would, I thought that was seamlessly lead to you. Yeah, he just said to finish talking about the shit game. Sounded yeah, sad. you said I'd when we're ready, to... so I, might, I thought you'd have put two and two together. It's all your uh, fault, actually. Yeah, that, that that seamless <clears throat> transition. It's all your fault. Uh, yeah, right. So, again, same. One truth, two lies. Uh, I mentioned the dictionary before. That's That had a really interesting history. You could do, like I mentioned, Exeter, you could do a podcast on that. I'm sure there has been podcasts on the Oxford Dictionary because it was fascinating um, one of the main guys the uh, editor I think was a guy called oh, where's he going? Dr. W.C. Minor okay whose nickname was the Madman so, all of that, so, far, so far this is fact oh. and then I should have said that before because I wanted, I, I wanted to get that in anyway right so he was called the Madman because he he ran around with a butterfly net catching the words to put in his dictionary. Fair. You know what? I think I'm sure I've heard No, he's saying it's fact. He just told us it's fact. Right, so no, no, no. I mean, maybe. The Madman oh. bit is true. He was called the Madman 
and he was his name was Doctor WC Minor. And then the the, the true and the next bit, why, is why he's called uh, yeah that sorry. could be that's just all that could so that's be. number one that's number one number two is that J.R.R. Tolkien rewrote the dictionary. Okay. Number three. Interesting. Is the uh, first cup of coffee was sold there. <laughs> the first cup of coffee was sold in Oxford. <laughs> no, I, I think it's the first one. I, I'm sh- I don't know why, but I've got something in my head that's saying, like, I've heard about a, someone catching words with a butterfly net. I, I just it's just pinging in my head. I'm 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 having number one. What was one. the second one, Neil? Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the rewrote yeah, the dictionary. Okay. First cup of it's coffee was sold uh, yeah, yeah. in sixteen. Well, it was mentioned in the diaries of Samuel Pepys. Oh, Samuel Pepys, fucking legend. Yeah, he wrote. So there's everything. no, so there's nothing about the the butterfly. You've not taken that from something else. No, he was called the Madman, but I made up the butterfly net. <laughs> I don't know why. I just something about but catching words with a butterfly net. Sounds just good, it? Neil True. Yeah, it sounded good. Um, and <laughs> Tolkien didn't rewrite it, but he was an assistant oh. editor after World War One to. Um, help write some more of the dictionary bits. Good on the lad. Good to see him chirping in. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I think that might maybe be the best one of the episode so far. I, uh, I really got drawn in with words in a butterfly net. But I've that's Harrogate as I well, am. but that's for, uh, is that for the next one? Harrogate? Yeah. That's coming up now. <laughs> All right. Is that his research? <laughs> He was, he was really keen on Harrogate. I, I mean, we've talked pre-podcast about one all... of the Harrogate ones. Yeah, but well, because it, you've been to matches that are ages ago, and I've got a bit confused as to where we're up to in the timeline. No, no, it's fine. Come, but, you know, let's, let's talk Harrogate, Neil. Come on. Okay, so the name Harrogate was first recorded back in the 1330s as Howigate. Howgats and Harrogate. Uh, but the origin of the name is a mystery. Uh, it's Some people think it's come from the Old Norse word for a heap of stones, uh, or cairn, and also the word for street, which I haven't written down. But it can be translated to the way to Harlow. Um, Charles Dickens visited Harrogate in 1858, and he stated, and I quote, the queerest place with the strangest people in it leading the oddest lives. That's a lovely quote. Mm. Um, and in 1926, Agatha Christie went missing. Uh, and she, she went missing for 11 days. You know who Agatha Christie is, don't you? Yeah, the right, yeah. Poirot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where'd she turn up after 11 days? At Harrogate. In the Old Swan Hotel, which is a huge, uh, graded building, really lovely old hotel. And she said she was suffering from amnesia. Uh, 1982, Arrogate hosted Eurovision. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. No. A load no. of Amish That's... people just singing around. Uh, uh, who, Amish? Who won? Sorry? who won that year? Do we know? Well, we just don't know. It's a, oh, okay. it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> didn't, didn't. I thought that would be that would have followed hand in hand. Yeah, okay. you would have. You would have thought that, wouldn't you? But I didn't, yeah. I didn't, didn't fucking write that. <laughs> Not sure why I meant to. 
<laughs> As for people who are from Harrogate, um, I found uh, someone from Emmerdale. Never watched Emmerdale? Yeah. Um, didn't write their name down either. Oh, brilliant! You've just wrote down <laughs> Emmerdale! Yeah, someone from Emmerdale. I've just written that. Okay. Uh, oh, Claire King. Claire King, I remember. She's a lady. She's a woman lady. <laughs> and she was in Emmerdale. Um, Harrogate. Try, have you ever heard of the band Alt-J? No. Fuck me. Right. Really good band. They're massive. Um, Harrogate tried to claim them. But they're from Leeds. Oh. Uh, but their drummer went to primary school in Harrogate. So Harrogate are like, oh, Alt-J from here. You know, like, places do. They try and claim cool bands. Yeah. Yeah, so they've done that. And also, as I mentioned to you, and I was disappointed that you're not actually gone there, it's got the world's oldest sweet shop, not apparently. to Harrogate, though. He's Harrogate at home. Yes, I know. But... Yeah, but he was operating under the assumption we had been to uh, yeah. you know, was... keep up. I was on it. I was in the fucking zone of research and was excited because they had a really old sweet shop. Well, you never know. If, if they stay up and FA Cup or League Cup going forward, you know, Harrogate away. Yeah, and I wanted you to bring back some sweets from there because it says they've got <laughs> You know, loads of sweets. Like, you know, in old school jars and that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's still, there's still time. That's Harrogate. I couldn't find any uh, players. Yeah, uh, he's, I'm guessing there's reasons for that because, you know, we'll, we'll talk about their, their standard of football. Now, obviously, the, you know, the last round in the FA Cup, you were involved in this, Neil. We all went uh, in hospitality. Yeah, oh, right, that was so FA Cup, right. yeah. Yes. And uh, me and James decided, you know what, it was uh, about time we did again. So we uh, went hospitality again with some of my family. And oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, a very good game to watch it, you know, lots of action. I think it was um, a hat-trick from one of our players, which, you know, I'd, I'd went most of my life not seeing hat-tricks from players and getting to see, I think it was like two in one season and three um within two so it overall the, the game was a dominating solid performance but once again i just want to kind of talk about crowd wise a very kind of low turnout from us it was like less than ten thousand eight thousand it was like it was tight it was there's about five i think maybe That's, in the end the, the, both of those numbers are less than ten thousand yeah which <laughs> well, is why i said less than ten thousand yeah He's not right. You know, that's, that's it's what I'm saying. It's close to 5,000. Yeah. I make even sound even smaller, but they keep going. Yeah. But do you, do you understand why this is happening? Because I, I can't wrap my head around it, James. Why in cup games, we just seem to have a real drop in attendance. That, that's quite generally it. If you go to a league match, there's a bit more on it because you think, hang on, if we lose this game, we the table moves, we win it. It's, it's happy days. In a cup match, and let's take into account the Papa John's last season. People didn't actually care until the semi-final when it was Accrington away. And then suddenly, everyone wanted a ticket to Accrington away in a cup semi-final, didn't they? So, yeah, it became yeah, a big thing on Twitter. Like, I, I can't get a ticket for Accrington away, but I did every yeah, other round. Yeah, you didn't, you lying, you lying prick. Um, so, I know we didn't last season. We didn't do Tramber away. But apart from that, we, we went to every single match. Oh, I went to Accrington. You did as well. You did. Right. <laughs> I remember. Yes. Yeah. I, that is when I came up with the idea for the podcast. And also, I discovered that I've got Reynard's disease. <laughs> so, 
an interesting. Oh, day. you've just missed a fact there. That could have been facts. Jokes. Jokes. <laughs> ah, that could have been one of me lies or facts, couldn't it? Yeah, and Akrinson's coming up at some point. Absolutely You've really shot yourself wasted. in the foot. Wasted you really that. shot yourself in the Reynard's foot there. Reynard's yeah, yeah, I wouldn't Reynard. feel it. I wouldn't feel it. So because I got it. But you will, you know, talk a quick mention about the hospitality, James. Obviously, for the first time round, um, you know, all right food. Maybe a bit of a letdown for what we paid. Bang what do you think this time? Um, sorry, I was thinking about Atkinson then. I was like, we're not doing Atkinson. Um, was it was it food? Was it the same deal? It was, was different it the same food. One same course. It was different and food. It was, the same was it still deal. one course? It, oh, right, it right. was a very special day. Did, did he say <laughs> it was special? Very, very special. Special. Did he? Uh, is this the one where he said something weird about yeah. forests? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, it yes. is. Okay. Terrific. <laughs> I wish it I'd was seen that. Awkward is the the, the, the word. Oh, I'll say awkward is quite a good use. It was so awkward that the whole room decided to start just talking again and just completely ignored it was there. He he, he lost that room very quickly. I wish I'd have seen that. I'd have paid 50 quid for that. <laughs> I wouldn't, actually. I think it's a rip-off. Yeah. Um... But yeah, thank you. Do you notice as well? James gives zero opinion of everything there. He just talks about <laughs> the guy saying foreigners, and that was it. That's my fault. I, that's I, fault. I, that's I, your I, fault. Sorry, yeah. go, go, no, I don't. Think uh, you're the about food to say itself, anything. right? I again, at fifty quid, I expect the fucking dog's bollocks, right? And at half time to have all my, all my. <laughs> you shouldn't, you idiot. <laughs> You're getting like three hours of but, um, entertainment. When right, my really. half time brownies are nicked by a load of kids, I'm fucking fuming. Oh yeah, you so got a point there. I remember you telling me about that. There was not yeah, much. Yeah, for context, there was uh, they put brownies on for half time, but uh, what some young kids decided to do was get coffee cups and stick ten brownies in them. So when you'd get in slightly later than everyone else, because you actually watched the full first half, you were brownieless. Uh, I did get a, like a cookie though, and I think I'd give it no, to you. you. Didn't I, I didn't like have the cookie. I'll give it to John. You're too angry to eat it. No, I just didn't like the flavour. I'm too emotional. Like, I can't do like it. Raspberry or something. Or like macadamia, I, I didn't, I didn't take it in the end. But um, you know the standard of game, I really enjoyed it, and it was good to see a, a decent away crowd. We'll talk a bit about them. You know, they sort of bought into the the FA Cup trip, and you know, not too far. Uh, Harrogate no. is it really? Only um an hour and a bit, yeah. maybe. Uh, you know the, the size of the club they are. That was probably a decent attendance for them. Again, it's just maybe a shame that it wasn't a a team where there was either real non-league and you know there's a lot of passion behind it, or a team who were going to bring a lot. Kind of sat in the middle, a game we expected to win, and you know the the atmosphere kind of reflected that. It was just pretty much like watching it on TV. The occasional cheer from us when we got the goals, but other than that. It was sadly enough. It was like five hundred Harrogate fans making all well, the noise. Well, a little fact for Harrogate. Um, they are one of five. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! This whoa, is whoa, whoa. yeah. No, this is not your Harrogate's role, team. Like... Not Harrogate the players. In your fucking lane, Harrogate are the one of five teams. It also one of ten teams in the entire football league. So we're going from Premier League to League Two that have um, not lost a game this season when they've taken the lead, which I was very surprised at because I, I when I read up Harrogate. Well, I know, because Harrogate, the lead, from what I told, were quite a crap team, so they mustn't have won many games from being one up. Otherwise, they'd be 
top of the table. But there you go. There's a little, little fact from me. Um, Fans-wise, yeah, they didn't bring loads, which did surprise me because um, they were in really poor form. They don't usually have that big of a, a home turnout because they haven't got a big stadium, so they can't really attract loads. Um, but they made a lot of noise. They, they came for a day out. They they enjoyed it. It was a very special day, so they, they enjoyed it. Um, we enjoyed it as well. Dan Lundley put a bit of a good show on, and then he got himself injured a couple of uh, weeks later, and here we are. Well, that doesn't exist at this moment in time, so we... we no, he's not, so he is not injured. Um, he is full, <laughs> fully running. We, we can't see the future. The season, anyway. um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was it was one of those games where it didn't really matter who we were playing. We just wanted to get past them. So for the final time today, Neil, give us Ooh. two lies and one truth. It's tied 1-1. Could there be a winner? Ooh. Let's find out. Dramatic, the breaker, first one. Okay, so two lies and the truth. Harrogate was named the most romantic destination in the world over Paris, Rome, Vienna, Farmworth, you know, the classics. Farmworth. And when, when was this named the most romantic Recently. Recently, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to know if it was, like, modern or, I like, don't you know, have a, 1800s. I, I don't have a year written down. I don't need a year, it was just, no, it was modern, that's fine. That's, Poss- that's possibly one, recently, possibly not. Okay. We well, don't know. Brilliant. Thank, thank you, Neil. Okay. Welcome. Number two. There are There is no bus service in Harrogate. Okay. No buses. And if there are, there's, there's not. They're not, they're not there. <laughs> there's no buses in Harrogate. Okay. Okay. And uh, number three. I mentioned the Eurovision Song Contest earlier. Yeah. In 1982, during the 1982 Eurovision Song Contest held in Harrogate, one of the contestants from one of the favourites to win it, Belgium, they were kidnapped. The uh, 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 now what? that is such a Neil fact, <laughs> but that yeah, has you, Neil written all over it. So, I think you, 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 they were yeah. kidnapped. Two of them from the group from Belgium the night before. Eurovision Song Contrast, and they couldn't actually perform, um, so they were too short. So they just had two of the fucking whoever. They just brought them in, and they didn't do it properly. I'm gonna go with the buses. Okay. Ah, oh, see now, I I I had the buses real. I think you've won because I I do think it's the buses because it's a proper old place, old isn't it? So I'm thinking that transport can't make it round there because it's oh, like all cobbled and whatnot, but. You know what? For the interest of keeping things exciting, I'm going to say it's all about a kidnapping. I think there's been a kidnapping of some Belgian uh, musicians and it caused chaos and caused their downfall in Eurovision. Neil, would you please tell us the, the one truth about Harrogate? The one truth about Harrogate? Is that it was named the most romantic destination? No. <laughs> yeah, you can Google it. It's all there. I. Uh, what? Yeah, it's supposed Harrogate. to have some lovely bits. It is a very affluent area, but of course no, it's got. No, but like you don't buses. hear people. Oh, let's go to Harrogate you for the weekend. Well, you do, and you you will because it's the most romantic. I'm gonna take you somewhere. There's no buses. Of course, beautiful. there's buses. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, but yeah, you I know really enjoyed what? making up the lies and that. That was fun. Yeah, uh, there were some good lies in there. I must <laughs> admit, there were some very good lies. Well, you finished that. What was it? One all yeah. in the end. One all, which, yeah. which you know, I brought out of five. I'd hope to do a bit better, but I Ring suppose that me. just shows you the strength of the lies. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Be uh, happy to do it again forever. Yeah. And then hopefully people will enjoy it and we can do it again. I mean, people, people. I mean, say people. Mean I mean us, us when we listen back yep. to it. Oh, <laughs> how, how good are we? Oh, yeah, we same wavelength there. Um, so just a bit of housekeeping. We, we've kind of dropped the rankings only because it is very hard to get out a list of 14 teams and people follow them. So maybe at the end of the year, we'll just give like our special nominations and favourites, these favourites, blah, blah, blah. But... We'll, we'll keep you updated on the distance. So this episode, uh, distance-wise, by doing three home games and two away games, we've travelled a total uh, round-trip-wise of 344 miles. So that then takes up to 1,380 miles so far. Uh, if anyone wants to work out where you could fly to with that, that'd be great. But I think last time we could have gone to How France. Miles, sorry. Well, so we, uh, quick, doing a quick uh, little bit of maths. One three eighty. What was it? One three eighty. So yeah, it would get you to each of the grounds that you went to. Uh, wow! By uh, by plane. How have you come up with that one? As the crow flies. <laughs> as the crow flies as yeah. well. You lucky boy. Um. Yeah. So quite a fair distance so far, and cost-wise, the really depressing part. So before today's episode, we were sitting on seven hundred and seventy-one pounds. And 40 pence each today because, well, the, the main expenses come from hospitality, which was a whopping 50 pounds. We spent 104 pounds on five games, which on average isn't that bad. Most of them being season ticketed. So we now sit on a total of 875 pounds and 40 pence each, Jesus which Christ. is, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, very expensive. And that's only with uh, one away game with travel included and one hospitality and like say one 10 quid ticket. So it's, it's getting a bit steep and you know, next episode there are going to be a lot, a lot of uh, expensive games, including a trip. To, I think it'll be a trip to Portsmouth time. What's the estimate is... for the end of the season total? Have you done that? Well, I've not done the estimate, but if we're looking at it now, we're not even halfway through Neil. So it's probably going to sit near. It could be close to two grand, depending on the away trips we've got. I mean, we've got a couple of London ones left, so, you know, two grand is is on the cards. If it gets well, to two grand, we will cry. I mean, you're not going all day, have you? So it's for a year's worth of entertainment. I'm I'm yeah. just trying to look at ways to not call you a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, there's very few ways to do that. But if, yeah, if you'd spread it at two, two grand for a year's of entertainment, fucking that's steep, yeah. but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it, but I don't at the same time. Well, this is what we'll try and convert you to. Hopefully, by the end of this season, if you to would, be able if to you get pay it. for me, yeah, God, do it, yeah. Not a chance. I'm well, already then, paying a no, lot of money, no as we've just heard. Um, so, thank you for this new revamped style we've gone for. Hopefully, this is a bit more entertaining, and it might take a week or two to to really kind of cut down because at the moment we have done an hour and a half's worth of recording. Yeah. Um, that may only translate to just over an hour, but that's well, just Like I said, much. each place that you go to has something about it. 
It, had, it was not just something, a lot of something in, in some occasions. Yeah, so. yeah. It's Britain. History. The yeah. history of Britain. That's what we should rename the podcast. The history, history of Britain, Britain. through shit football. <laughs> Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Neil's only uh, <laughs> appearance of doing the trivia and the lies. Um, thank you so much, if you have listened. Uh, Neil is, is in charge of the Twitter. What's the Twitter? Do you remember the Twitter handle, Neil? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you it in it's a at, second. It's at Home Away Day Pod. If you want to see Neil <laughs> tweet a lot of nonsense about Bebe and uh, other United-related Things he's gone again. I'm not bothering with that. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for listening, James. Do you yeah, thank you for listening. You know, please support the channel. Don't, don't oh, Neil's it. back. That's brilliant. Don't have one, but, uh, oh, I, I just yeah. I've lost all the will towards the end. Neil, just say goodbye so I can stop. This Sorry. Nonsense. Bye. <laughs> I keep getting kicked so, out. Thank you for listening. <laughs>